Hi, I'm Hilary Hess. You're listening to A Helping of Happiness. This podcast is for busy moms like me who have a full life and are constantly finding themselves in a balancing act. I definitely do not have it all together, but I hope that sharing the things that I have learned as a mom of seven kids and the things that you will hear from the guests that I have on will be things that will really inspire and help us all to be a little bit better and have give us all some fresh ideas and have a little bit of fun while we're at it. Hey, welcome to Helping of Happiness, episode number 87. So happy to have you with us here this Christmas season. I just love Christmas time. I love the spirit that's surrounding Christmas as we're all trying to be a little bit more like our Savior Jesus Christ and trying to be a little bit more loving and a little bit more kind. And Christmas is just all about family and the magic feeling that we have as we're loving others and the wonder of the kids and the excitement of all the, just the imagination and just, just wonderful, wonderful miracles that happen at Christmas. So today, since these are kind of the things that are important to me at Christmas time, I thought I would share a little bit of my family in this mini podcast. I we're gonna have a little snapshot of what Christmas is like in the depression era era. My dad, Jeff Peters, is going to give some stories of his dad and his grandfather as they were growing up and raising their family in San Francisco, California, and what it was like at Christmas time there. And he's also, my dad's also going to set the stage of what it really was like to live in the Depression so we can get a better snapshot of how the times really were at that time. I also want to really quickly apologize for, it's a little bit staticky when we're doing the interview with my dad. We tried multiple times to get the audio quality better and it just was struggling. So I tried to edit out as much as I could, but just bear with that the stories really are fantastic. So here we go. Uh, The story is about my dad, Jack Peters and Burl Peters, his dad. And it takes place in the 1930s, later on, during the Great Depression. And we need to remember that during the Great Depression in San Francisco, where they lived, unemployment was 25%. We freak out in America when it gets to be 5 or 6%. And back in those days, they, they lived in San Francisco. They lived a couple blocks off of Haight Street, which is famous because of the Haight-Ashbury district. It was just a normal neighborhood with normal families. They lived on Henry Street. And uh, the outhouse was in the backyard. And my dad used to say that when it was raining in San Francisco at night, or when it was cold, he said you'd wake up and you'd have to go to the bathroom. He said it was really a bad time. He <laughs> said you'd lay there for as long as you possibly could. And then you'd go run out to the bathroom and come back in all wet. And, uh, you know, and it was, uh, it, at times were a little bit tough, as you would say. Oh, I'm uh, not envious of that. Thank goodness for indoor plumbing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when we were kids, uh, you know, we always saved the best food at the dinner table for last. So if we had a piece of steak or something or hamburger or whatever it might be you know we we would save that for last my dad always ate the thing that uh, was the best the first uh, because uh, he never knew who was going to show up for dinner you know an aunt or uncle or a friend or somebody and 
they would always take, my grandpa would take his plate and give it to the people who were coming for dinner that night who would stop by. So uh, he always, and as soon as the dinner was on the plate, he'd grab the thing he liked the most. <laughs> Happy so, to pass on those green beans and eat up, eat up his tasty food first, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really was. You know, another thing is that, uh, you know, they had a home, you know, an old house and that they lived in, they rented, but they had a place to sleep. And so he said when he'd wake up in the morning, he never knew who was going to be in bed with him. Somebody would come in and maybe they'd be out drunk that night or whatever it might be. And uh, But he said he always loved it because it was a warm body because they didn't have heat in their home. Oh, jeez. And, um, and so that was always a great thing. He said sometimes it didn't smell too good, but uh, it was warm. In San Francisco, they had, when unions came to town, my grandpa later was a union member. He was a welder on the Golden Gate Bridge. And uh, those are some great stories. But the uh, he was parked down by Fisherman's Wharf delivering something and uh, there were people like two groups of people on the on the docks there was one group that was shooting at the other group and they were shooting back and forth and there were union wars uh, for union and non-union workers and there was a man standing there he was in his white milkman outfit and uh, with his hat <clears throat> and my grandpa asked him and said well you know what's what's going on and he said well my my milk truck's out on the dock. He said, I was delivering milk and they started shooting. So I ran to get off the dock. And he said, uh, he said, I don't know what to do. And my grandpa said, well, what do you give me if I go and get that milk truck off the dock? And he said, I'll give you a case of milk. Grandpa said he crawled out to the truck and started the truck and drove it through and they were shooting. It's just like an old Western movie, he said. And, uh, Brought the truck to the man. Man gave him his case of milk. Remember the old steel milk, you know, cases were for the bottles. He went to his home with the case. They kept one bottle of milk, and then they went up the street and stopped at all the houses that had kids and gave them a bottle of milk. That's just sort of that's how they were. It's just so crazy. Can't imagine yeah. risking your life for a case of milk. And then there's, you know, another story that out where I lived when I was a kid out in Westlake was a, they, they were all farms and it was foggy so they could grow lettuce and carrots and all those kinds of things very easily. He and my uncle would, uh, would go out there and they'd crawl out into the farmer's field and steal vegetables. And he said on the way back, you know, crawling out, he said, you know, there were always shotguns you know, shooting at them and stuff. And and they did the same thing, you know, when they got home, they'd go up and down the street, giving away the vegetables to the people that didn't have any. So, you know, it's wrong to steal, but uh, when you're hungry, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it is. But the story I wanted to tell is that, uh, being as if they were poor some years, they didn't have Christmas or they had just a tiny little thing for Christmas. And this one year that uh, he got it, he opened up his present, he had a, he had a present, and it was an electric train. 
and uh, he was so excited because he, you know, probably seen one in a store or something maybe, because he was a newspaper guy. When he was eight years old, his mom made him go to work. She had to start earning a living, she said. So he sold newspapers on the corner. And um, and so he had this electric train. He said he put it together <clears throat> with the help of his dad. And they played with it for about four hours. And then his dad came to him and said, uh, the neighbors down the street didn't have Christmas. And um, would it be okay if we put your train back in the box and give it, give it to the little boy down the street uh, so that he could have Christmas. And my dad said he didn't know what to do, you know, and he just said, yes, okay, we can do that. And so he said he packed it back into the box, made it look brand new. And he brought it down to the neighbors and stood on the porch and knocked on the door and he said he gave him his train set. And um, he said he didn't know how to react, you know, about the whole thing, you know, because he'd, he'd never had a present before. And then his dad asked him to give it away. And, uh, and so it's sort of an interesting thing. My dad, you know, when we were kids, you know, we weren't rich, but it was a big thing to have Christmas. My dad always wanted Christmas. You know, he always wanted a Christmas tree. You know, he always had to have some presents. You know, and uh, it was a big, big deal. You know, our grandparents would come over and big family thing, big dinners and all that. So it's just different times, you know, in America. And right now we're in a very rosy time, we'll say. So as I hear these stories, my mind is just pretty much blown. It's like I can't even comprehend what it would have really been like to live at that time because we have just been so blessed in the life that we have lived. Sure, yeah, we've had some tough times that really feel really hard. And I'm not discounting those tough times because I don't want to try to compare what our tough times are now compared to the tough times then. But we just have different struggles and different loneliness. And that, that level of the depression is just a completely different, just a totally different time. I just wanted to challenge you guys to join us in the Light the World campaign put on by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So the whole premise of Light the World is to just one by one do something a little bit special for somebody each day in the month of December. And I love it. I subscribed to their little they have a little thing that you can get a text every day with the daily prompt to some service that you can do. You can head over to our Instagram account or we even have a little bit on Facebook, but especially our Instagram stories, I'm going to touch every day prompts that come through on my text messages and the different ways that we can, we can serve others. And they're really little things like earlier this week, I think the first one was um, just text a friend or a family member or somebody about how much you love them or how you really feel about them. That was it for the day. It was super easy. Yesterday was spotlight somebody that really exhibits Christ-like service and put that on your social media. So, I mean, it can be really easy things. Today is Donate Blood. And um, they also had a little thing at the bottom that said, if you can't do this one, type in alt for an alternate thing. Text back alt for an alternate idea. So I did. And then they gave me do a donation to like a, a thrift store or something you know, give, give away clothes or something to somebody that's in need. So I thought that was really cool because I wasn't going to be able to make it over to donate blood today, but that is something I could definitely get some clothes ready to donate or 
you know, if it's canned food or whatever it is, there's something that I'm sure that I have in my life that I could pass on to somebody that would need it more. So I hope you'll join us in that. I'll have links to all of it in the show notes. There's some really amazing, inspiring videos that go with it. You can find all over YouTube. And I really especially like the video that they, it's brand new that they have out. It's a nativity video all about the birth of the Savior and his life as a little baby and boy. And it's just really beautifully done. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. So I hope that you have a really Merry Christmas season and tune in with us next week. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're listening through Apple Podcasts.